I'm Kim Balmeno and you're listening to The Great Upleveler, where lives are lived and dreams fulfilled. In the first episode of this two-part series, we met Erin Young from Thriving People, Better World and took a deep dive into the concept of sociocracy and social permaculture. Both are tools used by organisations with progressive, inclusive leadership styles. Not to be mistaken, however, for servant leadership style, where the leaders are second to the people. Sociocracy and social permaculture are different, but have many similarities. One of those is inclusivity and respect, which helps to foster creative ideas and development. This week in the second part of the series with Erin, we start by discussing her group work and sitting in circle. And so it's really allowing us to tap into something that's quite archetypal in a way, to sit in circle and to share. And it's, it's got permaculture written all over it to me. It's a pattern, the circle, that allows us to go into the details of where each person is at with whatever the topic of the circle discussion is. Um, and that's really, that brings a sense of safety and security to people. So we know we we can kind of predict what's going on. We know where we're at in in the cycle of a circle round. Um, it gives us an opportunity to fully be heard without other people, without having to battle other people in in the space. We know it's this is my my space to speak right now. I'm the one with the microphone. As we go around in sharing circle, often, as you know, we usually have a talking stick. Um, which is a way to define who's got the space to speak and share, and it means that everyone else is quiet and receiving. And so this this uh, this shifts around person by person. Um, it has a great deal of integrating rather than segregating, because everyone's voice is included in that space. And something I love so much about it is that it allows everyone to tap into the collective wisdom. When something happens in sharing circle where we learn, you know, humans have learned from story for a long time. We still use it, film, novels, books, music. It's all, it's all storytelling. We still, stories are critical to how we learn and understand what, who we are and what we're doing in life. And so we get to hear these stories bit by bit by bit, step by step. And uh, as it goes around, there's something special I've observed. There's like a, a spirit or a, an essence of that particular circle moment. You know, we have circle once a month near the new moon. Um, so every month might have a different essence to it or how, what it feels like to be in the circle, depending on who's there, what they're experiencing in life, what's going on in the world, that sort of thing. Um, so we all get to learn from each other and that's the collective intelligence, the collective wisdom. And one person may have shared something that was really big and full on and it might then help another person around the other side of the circle to realize, oh, I've experienced that in my life. And, you know, I, I've kind of, I've realized some ways to deal with that. And so when it comes around to them, they might share that and be able to uh, bring that into the learning space and then another person might not have ever experienced any of that before but now they've got more understanding and they've got a diversity of perspective as a result of that 
that helps them to be more to have a fuller sense of what it, what we're doing as our humans, our, our human selves. And I think what happens when we tap into collective wisdom and allow space for it is that we can then be more self-organizing. You don't have to necessarily dictate how we're going to go. We don't necessarily even need to talk so much. Um, people can just kind of understand, oh yeah, that person's really sad right now. So um, not that I'm going to suppress my sense of joy in life, but I'm also not going to be overt and inappropriate because maybe that person just you know lost someone in their life and we we know how to we know how to respond to the different situations that people are in but we need to know how where people are at so the circle the sharing circle work i think is it it offers a feedback loop also um so another permaculture principle is um except um self-regulation and accept feedback so um, when we receive feedback from the people who are in circle with we then have information that we can work with to make the next decisions of what we're going to do um, there's a transparency that happens that's really valuable for us um, and command and control systems like you think of military army situation they they've got a place they work in um situations of chaos and crisis we need to know who the expert is and where to get the information that helps us respond or do whatever it is we need to do to be safe um and how i think of command and control situations is person standing up the front and then lines and rows of people facing them and just receiving the information this person saying okay this is what we've got to do next you go here you go there you do that you've got that information you know go and do it and so there's a very particular dynamic of the authority and people that are receiving that authority and we're very very used to that that's typically how classrooms have been set up for a long time that's how church uh, congregations tend to sit when they're learning that's how a lot of settings assemblies of people are set up there's there's a uh, practicality to that too but when we think about bringing it into community how we assemble as community the idea of bringing us into a circle space where we can all see each other there's something really powerful like we, I don't have to move my head much and I've actually got the side of everyone who's in the group with me as opposed to I'm sitting in a row and I have to turn around and look like who's here and they're speaking and I've got to turn this way it just makes life a lot harder to get a feel for what's going on so when we do it in circle we've, we've immediately got a lot of information given to us because of the the, not, the body language and the non-spoken communication that we each do we're all taking that information in and receiving it. So um, there's something so beautiful about the act of being in Sharon Circle. Um, and I'm, so sociocracy is circle based. We talk about circles a lot and when we make decisions in sociocracy, they're in circle rounds. And uh, in that setting of an organization, when a decision's being made, you can think of a circle in sociocracy like a department in any 
organization, um, that department will have a set of aims of what it's particularly producing or providing. So say it's the admin team of any business. Most businesses have an admin team. Um, their job is to produce um, information for uh, like financial information for the different teams, departments and circles. Their job is to provide um, databases of employees' information so that it can be accessible for taxation. They're providing um, payroll, um, logging of um, whatever information is happening within the organization. So they've got particular things they're producing and providing. So when they're sitting in circle and they're making decisions about how they're going to do their job together, um, they're always making sure that they're meeting those aims so in the middle. You know, everyone's looking to the fire and it's not personal. It's not like you're bringing that decision to us and I'm going to respond to you and I might actually have a problem with you. So that might also mean I have a problem with your proposal. It's more like, how do we all meet our collective aims together? Um, so that also happens in the women's circles. You know, there's some, we, we actually have an altar or, a, you know, a set of candles and a centerpiece inside of that circle. And that's what we're bound by. It's like a wheel with the axis in the middle that ties us all together. And we all sort of circle around that. And it's like this beautiful progression of humanity as we circle through. And I know one of the principles, because I researched it briefly, <laughs> is to go slow not to do anything too radically that you're shocking people. Yeah. So maybe you could briefly talk about this idea of going at this slow pace. Yeah. So again, Sharing Circle has this idea of slow and small solutions. That's, that's how that principle is framed. Um, and you can see it outside of Sharing Circle very much. Um, so slow and small solutions. Um, so I'll keep using sharing circle. I'll circle sharing as an example of how we can be framed and functional together as humans. Um, so if we work with a circle, uh, it might be that we're in a team together that are producing something and we have a dilemma or a problem that we need to solve. So we can uh, use rounds of the circle to um, get a diversity of perspectives about what we might do. Um, there's a great man, I'm pretty sure he's still alive, Edward de Bono. I've never met him before, but he's been a prolific writer of books about lateral thinking. And one of the things that he's uh, coined is the idea of the six thinking hats. So many people know black hat thinking. It's kind of a colloquial uh, word and way we understand black hat thinking is kind of negative thinking or like limited restricted thinking this is actually one of the six thinking hats of Edward de Bono and it's got a place in how we think about things so if there's a problem using the slow and small solutions of okay first we'll use the six thinking hats of Edward de Bono we'll go around each person first we'll look at the um I'm pretty sure the first hat is the white hat, which is what information, basic neutral information do you have? You can imagine a nurse at, in a hospital writing uh, records um, down. It's just neutral, factual information. What do we know? 
to go around each person, slow and small. What do we know? What do we know? What do we know? Let's gather up all the information we know. And the next hat, I'm pretty sure it's the red hat that relates to feelings, emotions, intuitions, that's sort of part of our humanness. So we go around, okay, around this problem, what are the feelings and emotions? How do we feel about this? Where are we at with this? Um, and so on and so forth through the six layers of the, the hats. Um, and so white, red, um, in no particular order, there's a um, yellow hat, which is what's optimistic and positive in the situation. What do we have to work with? Black hat is what, what do we need to be aware of? What are the limitations, constraints, cautions? Uh, the green hat is where can we get creative here? Where can we get um, lateral thinking outside of the box with this situation? And blue hat is what is the big picture now that we've gathered all this information? Um, so it's like, kind of like the sky perspective, big picture thinking around this scenario that we're contemplating. So I go through all of that to say that having the, even having those six lenses of the six thinking hats is slowing down the thinking process and it's structuring it. So it's not all just throwing it together. It's slowing it down hat, lens by lens, hat by hat. What do we know about this part of it? What do we know about this part of it? What do we know about this part of it? It can be infuriating to some people who just want to get to the end. But by going through each one, and if we use a sharing circle to go through each one, of course, you know, there, there might need to be time constraints and how long people talk for it. Um, you know, you can put, you can bring in um, ways to help this happen more um, efficiently within the team. Um, time is a really powerful tool to say, okay, We've each got 30 seconds to, to talk to each one of these so that we can get through this in the hour that we have available to us. Um, but by really going into it, it allows us to be effective, more effective in the long run. But actually schools could do with this knowledge. One, the seating arrangement in a circle. And two, just breaking things down so we, we don't, and especially young children, don't suffer from anxiety, stress. Um, so... It, it's exciting because there's so many applications where I think this is vital and really yeah. necessary. Yeah. Um, depression, suicide, it's all happening because people aren't talking, being listened, being respected, being heard, mm -hmm. and breaking down the problems mm -hmm. with the yellow hat, with all the, the six hats, or getting the space and the time to be heard. So mm -hmm. I'm very grateful that you're doing this work and I'm very grateful that this work is out there. Yes. And I think it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. You've been listening to The Great Up Leveler. Thanks for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find out further information from our website at thegreatupleveler.com or you can also check us out on social media, Facebook at The Great Up Leveller. And I'm Kim Balmano, and it's been a pleasure being your host. Join us next time. Look forward to it. <laughs>